Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to a brand new Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. The modernization journey that agencies are on is one of the key elements of the President's management agenda, and we're talking about how that's happening at one of the important agencies in the government today. That's right. The Department of Agriculture, a vastly dispersed uh, agency serving um, farmers and ranchers, citizens across the country. To serve them better, you need technology. And one of the most expensive things in an agency's budget is technology. One of the key elements of serving technology needs of agencies is FATARA, the Federal Information Technology Acquisition Reform Act. That's arcana. Well said. That I can nail yeah, that. You so, could nail that. Good on me. Yeah. What's uh, the uh, bill number? What's the statute number? I have no idea. And we'll if you up. know that, then you really are an expert in arcana. But one of the important tenets of that is the connection between the budget management office at each agency and the CIO office. That's what we're looking at on FedHeads today. Gary Washington's the chief information officer of USDA. Welcome. It's great to see you, my friend. Thank you, Francis. Happy to have you here. And Erica Navarro is back, a return FedHeads guest. And, and can I just say, with all due respect to every other FedHeads guest who's ever been here, the the episode that you were on was, if not my favorite, one of my favorites of all time. It was great. It was great. You and Emily. Erica, you're blushing. I don't think I've ever seen you blush. We had so <laughs> much fun. Nobody's ever said anything I've done is fun. <laughs> oh, God, it was so much fun. It was, it was just a blast. That and can't be true. No. <laughs> I, I have a hard time imagining yeah. that's the case. Well, now we can talk IT spending, so <laughs> we're <you> old. old. <laughs> Everybody's hemorrhaging right now with the excitement of that concept. Um, what, tell me about where you are on your modernization journey, Gary, and tell me what you walked into when you took over as the acting CIO. You weren't even the CIO when you started down this path. So there was some change management issues there, I imagine. But yes. tell me what you walked into when you took over. Well, when I when I became the active CIO, you know, we walked into an environment where we definitely needed to improve how efficient we were. Uh, we needed to sharpen the focus on our customers and know who they are. Um, decision making, we needed to have some strategic alignment around the decision making. And um, one of the things that our secretary uh, wanted to put an emphasis on was becoming more efficient and effective, but bring modern technology to USDA, where we, you know, we we had an aging infrastructure, and we're still um, trying to achieve that modernization right now. Mm-hmm. Erica, when you uh, when you started working with Gary, mm-hmm. what what was kind of the level of achievement already at inter- the integration between the financial management operation at USDA and the IT operation? Very little. So um, when I started, um, my office only focused on budget formulation. We did not touch budget execution. So that's Mm -hmm. actually executing a budget and knowing how much we're spending on certain items. And so I think it was probably my first month on the job. One of my employees came to me and said, hey, we have this letter um, where you and Gary Washington will sign it certifying our IT spending levels. And I said, great, but I've never seen any IT spending levels at the Department of Agriculture. So, Just sign it. What could yeah, possibly, what could go, possibly wrong? go wrong? Right. So um, that started a process of probably a year. Um, we are signing our FATARA letter this month, which is super exciting for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took a long time to get First there. First time at USDA yep. that the uh, budget director and the CIO actually agree mm-hmm. on what we spend on IT. 
you know, we had Darren Ash uh, recently, mm-hmm. and I referred to him as the CIO of FPAC, and he quickly corrected me. <laughs> He's like, there's only one CIO at the Department of Agriculture, and that's Mr. Gary Washington. So can you talk about what this pivot is to ensure there's not duplication of roles and that you really are in collaboration with the budget officer, the central um, focal point for IT investments and IT modernization activities? The secretary quizzes me about that as well. He asks, he says, Gary, how many CIOs do we have at USDA? And I say it's only one, and that's me. Um, we wanted to go to get to a streamlined uh, way of doing things and make sure we strengthen our governance. We had 22 CIOs. 22 so CIOs. We had 22, uh, which doesn't go well for really making strategic decisions. So we organized ourselves around the mission area structure, and now we have nine assistant CIOs. And we have one CIO, and it actually strengthened, you know, the decisions that come out of the CIO council at USDA, and we're all in alignment in terms of what we're going to roll out across the department. And uh, it, it's really been a great experience for everybody. You've got a CIO council. Tell, yes. me, tell me how that operates. The CIO council, again, is um, comprised of the nine missionary CIOs and myself, my deputy, and, and some other strategic positions. And basically what we discuss is the strategic initiatives across USDA, how, can we, how we can provide business value uh, to, to our customers. Uh, we, we frequently discuss, you know, the strategic uh, ways to uh, spend on investing in IT, uh, how to engage our leadership, and that uh, bubbles up to an executive review board that's chaired by uh, myself and the deputy secretary. It's comprised of our undersecretaries. Working with Erica, we've uh, proposed and gotten approved uh, to modify that board as well. So there'll be two levels of, of uh, governance in terms of our, our spending so that we can uh, ensure that the mission areas and the leadership of USDA are included every step of the way. We teased you about the Fatara letter a few minutes ago, Erica, but that is a big deal. What's in that letter and why is that important? Why is that a, a big thing for the evolution of all of this? So I think it's important for from a geeky budget standpoint in that we don't have an object class that is shown in any Object class. Object class. <laughs> alert. Geek alert. <laughs> <laughs> that just talks about IT spending across the federal government. So there's nothing that goes out in um, – in our budget justification materials to Congress that lays out, here's the IT spending for the department. So the FATARA letter allows the departments to certify to OMB as part of their requests um, that then become the president's budget request that this is a level of IT spending that this request supports. If we had a sound every time there was a geek alert, nobody would ever hear any words because we would just be on this program. We would just be. It'd be like that truck backing up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Um, what does that mean, though, for the end user? What does that mean for the farmers that you serve at the agency? What does that mean for the people on the front lines of providing loans mm-hmm. and all of the other functions that employees inside USDA do? Maybe don't know or don't care about the technology, infrastructure, and all that stuff? Well, so at USDA, we have 16 separate accounts that support IT. We also have a working capital fund that supports IT spending. Um, And then on top of that, we've got some program accounts that also support IT investments. So being able to tell our story around key IT investments that we've made or that we're requesting from Congress, whether it be uh, customer-centric IT investments like Farmers.gov, 
um, some of the activities that we've done for rural development, where it's allowing them to reach out to their customers, provide things not in paper, moving away from right. paper, mm-hmm. um, allowing people to see how much the, how much they have in loans outstanding. Um, that allows folks to really be able to manage their portfolio with USDA in a more um, real-time manner. All right, moving away from paper, that's one that always I'm always interested in, Gary. What, tell me about the process you went through to evaluate your various business processes to think, do we want to digitize this the way that it is, or do we maybe want people to go about doing their work in a different way and, and then provide digital tools that might wind up with a different process than we're doing today, but that's okay because what we've come up with will work better. So uh, initially, what had happened was the the secretaries. Our focus was really around the farmers. So uh, obviously, FPAC deals with them a lot. So we listen not just to FPAC, but to our customers. Mm-hmm. We actually went out to farms in various states across the Midwest and the South, and listened to our customers. And one of the key things that they talked about was, you know, we want the opportunity to engage USDA, not just in the service center agency, but, you know, electronically, you know, and with some automation. Mm -hmm. So there were some things that there were some activities that we we knew we could take on. And one of them was the secretary's dream to have uh, farmers.gov. And on farmers.gov, we've managed to digitize things such as the market facilitation program, uh, the wild, the wildfire hurricane indemnity program. Um, for the first time, farmers can go online and view their loans, and hopefully soon they'll be able to pay their loans online. Um, we have the H-2A visa program that we're putting on farmers.gov, and we're working on that with collaboration with, with other agencies. So um, that and reconnect for mm-hmm. rural broadband with rural development, um, we we've really made a lot of strides in digitizing, uh, not you know just to serve USDA but our customers. I bet when most people think of your constituency, they're not thinking of a high tech group of people, but it's h- highly yes. reliant on technology and increasingly so. Yeah, I, if these farmers they run a business. They have their own COOs, their chief executive officers, financial managers, and HR, what have you. And they, they run their business using technologies. And, and in some farms, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a family, it's a family activity in terms of how they run it. And they want to be able to share data with USDA in an automatic fashion. They haven't been able to do that in the past. And working with the, the, the people that are on the farm, our farm production and conservation mission area, we're, we're, we're making strides and making sure that becomes a reality. How, how big a budget are we talking about, Erica? And t- talk about what kind of questions you're getting from OMB or the Congress when you submit these requests. Our budget has gone from $1.8 billion to $2.1 billion. That's total IT spending for USDA. Um, at the same time, so that's actual spending, right? At the same time, we're requesting decreases for staffing. So we get a lot of questions from the appropriators in particular around, talk to me about the trade-offs between IT spending and staffing. Um, and so that that's definitely a difficult conversation to have, but there's a lot of cost avoidance that we can achieve through IT spending. Um, the first piece is just the way in which people spend their time at work. Um, and then also the piece around just all these paper forms that take up huge amounts of space in these county offices. If we can just digitize those forms, we're avoiding rent costs that continue to creep up year over year. And millions of dollars of cost in storage, um, not just for the files, mm-hmm. but you know, in other aspects as well. 
are you now or do you see a point in the future where you where you'll try to accelerate that process by going back and digitizing scanning or whatever the process is the paper forms that you have historically so in 19 so as part of this process so what happens at the end of the fiscal year is people had great intentions to hire um, staff bring on more staff um, unfortunately um, sometimes it's staff you know hiring is takes some time so um, we've had a number of agencies that um, had some lapsing salaries and benefits and we were able to have conversations before we got to Q4 with the secretary on key IT investments one of which was for a record modernization um, in the FPAC that's the the F, the farm service agency um, and so that they could start digitizing digitizing those records um, now Try saying digitization three times. Digitization. Digitization. No, I didn't. Oh, sorry. Wow. Sorry, I'm very little. No, that's literal. great. Yeah, I, thanks. I didn't. I didn't actually intend for you to do it. It was oh, okay. more of a rhetorical point than anything. But I mean, now that you went for it, for good it. on you. Yeah. There you go. Because you pulled it off. Yeah. So that's one project. What's the most impactful modernization project you're working on? There are several, actually. Um, the the farmers.gov project um, is probably one of the most impactful because you know we get feedback about how we've improved the customer experience they can go online and 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 get answers to their questions that they may not have been able to go online to get answers to before um the services that we provide through reconnect three and rural broadband people um applying for uh rural broadband uh services has been um a huge plus for us as well and i think somewhere between 40 and and 45 percent of the visits that we get on farmers.gov for h2a visa Hmm. so um you know we you know we we really are showing value uh through this digitization process we have another mission area that has um, digitized the the how they uh, process their permits f- uh, for animal care and BRS is biotechnological res- uh, research services in our mi- um, MRP mission area as well. So I know the secretary talks a lot about his experience in Georgia, yes, having uh, improved the customer experience for citizens of that state um, and the effect that had on employee engagement. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you seeing a dramatic improvement in customer service or satisfaction, and is that having that effect on your people? Well, we're, we're taking, um, not to say that we weren't doing this before, but we've stepped up our efforts to uh, measure the impact on the customer. So we have an office of customer experience, and there's a lot of things that uh, we are going out to engage. A lot of different ways we're going out to engage our customers to find out, are we really providing value? Are they really happy with our service? You know, what would they want us to improve? Those kinds of things. Um, right now, we do see an increase in that. Uh, we have more people coming to us wanting the services that we provide uh, internally within USDA. How would you measure progress? How will you measure success? Will it just be we've saved money? Will it be interaction with your customers on an ongoing basis to see that they continue to like and like more what you're providing for them or some other way or some all of the above? This is where I'm really interested in the Evidence Act Mm -hmm. um, and looking at some short-term program evaluations that could be conducted to look at did we actually achieve those cost avoidance strategies that we were implementing um, in terms of our employees' time and our customer time. So um, those are items that I'm very excited about rolling out hopefully in a year 
um, to measure the impact of those those increased IT investments. He's also very excited about that. I know. Did you That's why that? I brought it up. Did you hear that? <laughs> you know, the, we, we have goals that, um, you know, we have to achieve, obviously, on a yearly basis. And then there are longer-term goals that have been set for us. So, you know, Eric and I, from an IT perspective, are working very closely together to measure you know, where we, you know, where we've come from to where we want to be. Are we being effective? Like you say, are we achieving our goals? We get uh, constantly, um, we have constant conversations about cost avoidance. Yep. And, and where, where we're going in that area as well. We're almost out of time. And I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit upset, quite honestly, Gary, that I think we, you and I, are the victims of a conspiracy. Yes, I agree. I think that, that these two have conspired against us to once again, for the 900th time in the history of this podcast, to talk about the evidence, whatever commissioners... <laughs> the Foundations for Evidence-Based yeah, Policymaking Act, yep. one of the whatever. most impactful pieces of legislation <laughs> to be enacted in decades. Whatever. I just, I mean, it's every time with you yeah, well, in this commissioner business. You know, it's important. Okay. That's great. Um, thank you all for being here. This has been a great conversation, and um, there's everybody that I talk to, Gary and Erica tell me that you're really making a difference in what's going on there. Uh, it's been terrific to watch you really take this organization and make it your own and really have a lot of success for serving citizens of the United States. It's great to have both of you here. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. On behalf of the farmers, ranchers, and producers of America, keep on keeping on. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. <laughs>